drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started on their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Macintosh and Maude's chocolate shop was open for business. Riverdale Season 1, Episode 4, Chapter 4, The Last Picture Show. Betty looks into, into Geraldine's past while Jughead fights to save the drive-in. Veronica confronts her mom after Cheryl spots her arguing with the biker. Alright, here's the one minute recap from the previous episode. Dun, 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 dun. Jughead's passing judgment. Archie's having sex. Archie and Grundy feel guilty. Hermione needs a job. Jason got shot. Archie convinces people of stuff. Jughead knows everything. Dilton saw Grundy. There we go. I'm out. Okay. We start off with we're at Pops. Jughead's writing. That's right. So it's a uh, Jughead's narrating. He's a Pops. It's been a week since Jason washed up on the shoreline. Um, and Jughead says, you know, won't be. The, it wasn't the first, and it won't be the last. It wouldn't be the last person to. I, what, I, he uses some terminology there, but I don't know. He's 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 just talking about you know this isn't the first dead person that's shown up in Riverdale. No. Or casualty, I guess. And and as this is happening, we see a sign that the Twilight Drive-In is closing down for good. And we see that says, Sheriff Keller is talking to all the parents. He's hunting down every lead he can possibly mm-hmm. find. So, Sheriff's on the case. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, Jughead is talking about, you know, it's a sad thing that the Twilight's going to shut down. But meanwhile... Our uh, resident Hitchcock blonde Betty, mm-hmm. what is uh, tracking down leads about whatever she can find. Yeah, Betty is. Uh, she's. Betty's writing in a diary. Yes, Betty has a diary. Better, Betty has a diary, and apparently, she's writing about Archie and his affair with Miss Grundy. Which, how does she know? Well, what happened in the last episode to let her know that he is sleeping with her or that they have some sort of relationship? I mean, other than, okay, literally the only thing is that she knows Grundy was there and she knows Archie was there. And she knows Grundy was there. She knows Archie was there. She knows that he bailed on Jughead, Uh that he's been weird ever since then. And... This is the frustrating part. He's not in love with her. Fair. But it's ridiculous. It is. It's been... Okay, so in binge-watching world, it's been five seconds, and she already knows about this whole illicit affair. Well, it's been a week. No, it's been a week. Well, and what what did Dilton tell them? I mean, that's the other side of the continuity that we could, we could maybe pass, is that... What did Dilton tell them? Did he see something else? It's not great. And also, Betty, your mother's fucking crazy. You do not keep a physical diary ever. (laughs) In this day and age, you don't even keep a digital one. I know. I get it. That's just stupid. It's... It's very plot device. It it is very plot device. Let's just shove this out there and use the MacGuffin to the best Mm. extent that we have possible. So, um... Betty's writing about Archie and Grundy, and she's somehow magically put these pieces together. And in her cut, we are watching Archie and Fred 
at Miss Grundy giving a performance at a gazebo. Yes, Archie is making googly eyes. <laughs> he totally and Fred, is. Fred's just like, she is incredible. Oh yeah, so they clearly have the same taste in women, <laughs> which is creepy and awesome. I and and Archie they're looks, they're uh, Archie looks like a complete dork. It's well, and you know what? That's perfect. Oh, they, it's they've totally got, perfect. They've got him in a dress shirt with a tie all the way up to his collar, and he's got his Waterman jacket on over it. And and it's really <laughs> funny for you know we've seen Archie in like V-neck t-shirts and no shirt on this whole time. Yeah. And so they've made him this way. And then and, and then Fred offers, you know, well, let's have dinner together. Yeah, okay, so Fred has some decent game. Like, he does. It's very innocent. He's like, let's, you know, let's, I was going to invite you out to dinner. And I love Archie sitting right behind Fred, and he is making this, the panic face. Why are we doing this? This is horrible. I just wrote, it's like Luke Perry is making this awkward on purpose. It's great. It's it's like Luke Perry is taking every acting choice with his face and his eyes to to troll the whole scene because he knows exactly what's going on between the two. Uh, he of them. knows exactly what's going on behind his head. And he just wants to get the craziest reaction from both of these actors. And I give so much credit to Archie because he is his face is just please please say no. Please say no. Please not do this. This is horrible. But Fred won't take no for an answer. Mm-mm. So, we cut to Pops, and Jughead is pissed. I mean, he is ranting and raving about the Twilight. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd be losing his job, and... You know, it's it's like his home, and he starts naming off all these different movies and stuff, and Kevin Keller says, no more Quentin Tarantino references, please. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> and, and Veronica, you know, is like, with Netflix and VOD, who would want to watch a movie in a car anyway? <laughs> Uh, which Kevin says, people who want to buy crack. <laughs> and then Jughead says, and cinephiles. And car, car enthusiasts. <laughs> Very cute. I mean, Jughead is is trying to defend what's going on. And um, he knows that there's an honest buyer. He's not buying that this whole thing is above board. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, and you're all coming tomorrow, right? You all have to come. I'm going to show... Uh, I, I was, don't know what I'm going to show. I was thinking American Graffiti. Too obvious? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Veronica says, I, I'd do anything Audrey Hepburn. And they ask Betty. Well, Kevin Keller says, oh. Audrey Hepburn or who? Oh, or... Uh, did he say Matt Damon? No, it wasn't Matt Damon. It's the no. other guy. Because they make... Oh, he makes Colin or Kate Blanchett. And, and he, Kevin and, Keller looks over and is like, maybe the talented Mr. Ripley. Ripley. Yeah, because he names the other guy who's not Matt Damon, and I cannot... I don't know who that is now. I forget. Is it Jude Law? Yes! There Jude Law. No. Is it? Damn it! Look it up. I'm looking it up. And Hold I'll on. finish off. But um, they ask Betty, and Betty, you know, is distracted. Completely distracted, not paying attention to what's going on. She's, and she suggests Rebel Without a Cause. But Betty's distracted. Betty is... Uh, not fully engaged in this conversation. You're right. It was Jude Law. Okay. Um, but, she, yeah, she references Rebel Without a Cause, and Jughead snickers at her. They have a little exchange where it's like, that's an inside joke in some way to them. I don't know that it's an inside joke. I think I think what it is is it's a joke about Archie. Probably, but it's the, I, I like that connection. I thought it was cute. And, and I only say that because I have seen Rebel Without a Cause. That's the vibe that I get from mm-hmm. it. So, um, 
Cheryl then comes over and... Uh, no, Cheryl, oh, right. Cheryl's sitting at her own table at Pops with two of the River Vixens, and she is complaining about Hermione Lodge being a waitress there. She says um, that she would never have... Uh, if she had known Veronica's mother was going to be a waitress there, she wouldn't have let her on the River Vixens because it, quote, sends an off-brand... It's off-brand and sends a bad message about acceptance. <laughs> Class struggle is real, even in Riverdale. It's really sad. Um, <laughs> so Veronica's coming by to uh, pick up the check. Hermione's or, Hermione, off the sorry. check. And Veronica's next to her. And Cheryl makes some comment about uh, the money, making sure all that money ends up in the cash register. Be Lodges sure to... are known to have sticky fingers. And Veronica's going to come over and ream Cheryl a new one and her mom <laughs> says no honey I got this um I went to I went to school with Cheryl's mother and she didn't know the difference between having money and having class either so walks away and is, Cheryl is shut down yeah she's a little shut down it's pretty great it was Cheryl Cheryl not only has amazing lines but when she gets shut down she uh she has nothing to retort she with. does she's not used to it which, nope. which is great and so, in walk Archie, Fred, and Miss Grundy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin Keller notes the awkward pairing. He's like, that's an odd group. And Betty sees it and immediately is like, um, I'm going to go over there. And Jughead tries to stop her. Betty's like, uh. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Walks over and says, hey, Archie, uh, can I talk to you for a minute outside? Like, now. <laughs> and, our, and it's like, well, you know, we can wait until tomorrow and she's like not something about school now <laughs> yeah and betty spills the beans it's just like well she confronts him she's like yeah. what's going on and then is archie there something thinks, you need to tell me archie thinks about lying you can see it on his face he's yeah. thinking about lying and he's like did jughead tell you well this? so it was like you know is there something you want to tell me and he's like well no there's nothing it was like miss grundy was at was at the lake mm-hmm and he stops and he's like what does that mean were you there with her and then he's and he's gonna lie but he's like did Jughead tell you mm-hmm. and that sets the whole thing off and inside <laughs> back back at the table Veronica's like what's happening what are they talking about is it about me what's happening out there do we know is and it about Jughead's me very uncomfortable and he tells her I'd let it go she goes well that's the difference between you're you and I'm me so she gets up to go out there and Kevin Keller oh he's our favorite says <laughs> What was it like before she got here? I honestly can't remember. Um, Betty, then we go back outside. Betty's asking if Archie is together with Grundy and Veronica overhears this. And it's like, you're having an affair with your music teacher? Scandalous. (laughs) And then there's a lot of back and forth and they mention jail time and illegal. Veronica... Calls it sheer booty tutor. Sheer booty tutor. <laughs> like, what are you guys actually? Which she brings up that point. It was like, okay, let's set aside the whole scandal part of this. What are you guys? Yeah. How do you even know that, Archie? Archie calls her Ronnie for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, Archie doesn't have any good excuse here. He can't. He has no way to defend himself. Well, he said. Well, his he, his reasoning for being with her. She believed in me when no one else did, and oh. Betty is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's hurt. So she, Betty at that point knows um, 
he's basically in love with her and he does not have those feelings towards me so that hurt her feelings a lot mm-hmm yeah and then Betty's mom shows up oh yeah Alice just shows up randomly yeah and um she shows up Betty gets in the car and they speed off basically she's like what did I tell you about that boy mom will you just shut up and let's go home let's just go can we just go and okay. then and then Betty starts to do some googling well I mean Veronica has this perfect line of oh Archie Kens well yeah That's... but she calls him Archie Kins. yeah I mean that was nice Anyway, Betty goes and searches on Sleuthster. Did it say Sleuthster? Yeah, that's the name of the search engine, is Sleuthster. Come on, Google. <laughs> just give it up. That's the word we use. We talk about it. You just need to let they people use They used the it. word Googling I know. in the episode. I mean, I we'll know. get there, but... <laughs> Whatever. They, they wouldn't license the logo, or they didn't want to fork over the money in time to do it. So yeah, she, she goes on Sleuthster. <laughs> Whatever. And goes to look for stuff about Grundy. It's not as bad as Chum Hum on, <laughs> on First Wife. No, exactly. not First Wife. Good one. And um, right after that, Cheryl is outside Pop's restaurant, and she's looking at She's looking something at the, the building, the dumpster, and yeah. she sees Veronica's mom arguing with a biker. Yeah. And she, she's got this big, long line. The basic, the, the part that I really like is she says to the other girls in the car, riddle me this hair models of the damned. <laughs> and then she takes a picture of uh, Hermione. And, well, and, 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 she, and she does say that she, the, the last part of that is, what is Hermione Lodge doing standing behind a dumpster talking to a Southside serpent? Mm-hmm. So, who's, a, who's a biker? Well, we'll get there. It's easy. It's a biker. Yeah, he's a biker dude. Riverdale. Riverdale. Okay, so we get out of the the opening credit there, and uh, <laughs> we're at school. And Archie's just like, "How could you not give me a heads up?" <laughs> Jughead gets the perfect line. I am by nature a conscientious objector. Not saying anything to you or Betty was the most apathetic choice I could make. <laughs> most moral and apathetic choice. <laughs> moral and apathetic make. choice. Love it, love it. So Archie's freaking out. Because he thinks that Betty is going to write something in the paper mm-hmm. or totally reveal everything. Yeah. And Jughead is like, are you serious, dude? Like, like, if it had any possible chance of hurting you, she would never do it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and then Archie, Archie freaks out. He's like, I'm kidding. And 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 Jughead legitimately asks him, like, what do you want with Grundy? Yeah. That was, that was, the, best, that was the best part of it. He's like, look... Forget that. What is it? What's what's your plan here? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that you actually want? And Archie's just like, I want to be with her. It's like, I want to hold on to what we have for as long as I can. Yeah. And, and Jughead says something to the effect of, yeah, I'm trying to hold on to something pretty old, too. Aww. And he's putting up flyers for the last night at the drive-in, and the flyers are made to look like a comic book, which are actually pretty cute. <laughs> Nice, nice little tips in this episode. Mm-hmm. Tip of the cap. Um, Betty, on the other hand, is scheduled an interview. Or, well, Archie goes, please just make sure you tell me if Betty decides to do anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Cut to Betty is having an interview with the new school teacher, Miss Grundy. Mm-hmm. It's such so thinly veiled. So Betty starts grilling. Yeah. And just goes, uh, where have you taught before this? Can I have the names? <laughs> And, well, Grundy's just like, it was all temporary placements, mostly. Mm-hmm. Like, I... This is my first permanent position. Mm. And, 
you know, is this, you're doing an independent study with, uh, with Archie. Have you ever done Andrews. that before? She's like, yes, with, uh, Yumiko Hoshido and Jason Blossom. That he, he was, immediately... He was an inspiration, is what she said about Jason Blossom. Well, she, yeah, after, after Betty goes, like, such a tragedy. Mm-hmm. And she, and the first moment she hears that, she goes back and it's like, oh, what the... He was an inspiration. And Betty leans in, and this is where she tips her cards way too early. And pretty cute, right? <laughs> yeah, which Granny says, I don't think of my students that way. I better get ready for class. And ends the interview. Yeah. And Betty's like... <sighs> <laughs> Something happened with Jason. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that... Or maybe she tried something with Jason and it didn't work out. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, cut to... Kevin Keller doesn't have a date. He talks about driving. making out with your boy or your girl at the movies is a rite of passage. And, you know, because he's single and he doesn't have anybody. And so Veronica says, oh, I'll go with you. I can't promise you any action. He goes, great. Another night, another hag. <laughs> oh. <coughs> oh, Kevin Keller. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. And then Cheryl walks in and is like, speaking of hags. <laughs> uh. Cheryl and V throw some haymakers. Have you got these lines down? I didn't. No. I didn't get all of them. I only got the one particularly great one. I mean, Cheryl is trying to put Veronica in her place, quote unquote. She keeps talking about, you know, basically how poor uh, uh, Veronica must be, and Veronica says, "My mom's a waitress, Cheryl, not Fontaine, and your <laughs> faux concern reeks of ulterior motive." And uh, the other one she gets in is like, you know, you might be a stock character from a 90s movie. 90s teen movie, but I'm not. <laughs> and um, Cheryl she- reveals the Southside Serpent. And she asks who the Southside Serpents are, and Kevin Keller tells her they're a gang of bikers. Drug dealers, petty thieves, they hang out in the south of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. So now we know that. And Veronica is rightfully concerned. concerned. When she goes home, she asks her mom. Her mom tells her the story about he was being, he was just a customer who was being lewd and she was, you know, putting him in his place. And, and I used to go to school with these guys. I grew and... up here, so I know some of these people. And Veronica just point blank goes, are you in trouble? And she's like, Hermione just says, no, when There's have I ever lied to you? Mm-hmm. So now we're at Mayor McCoy's office and Jughead is pleading his case to the mayor. He wants to know who, um, he wants to know who bought it. And why the town is just letting it die. And the mayor's just like, it's prime real estate. Mm-hmm. Like, we just have to let it go. And Jughead tells the story how it was like his second home. And then as growing up, you know, his family didn't have enough money for our tickets for everyone. So him and his sister, Jellybean. No. Yes, Jughead's sister's name is Jellybean. It's so good. Um, would hide in the trunk and then sneak out once everyone got in. And he's very earnest in this scene. Like, this is the most emotion we've seen from a Jughead this entire time. This is when he gives the line, the drive-in was like my home. Yeah. Um, and Robin Givens, who plays Mayor McCoy, because I didn't realize it was her until I looked it up. But it is. It is. Um, she's so stiff in this scene. She's smiling the whole time while he's telling the story. It's that smarmy smile. Yeah, but it's not even... Uh, it's, it's not good. Here, yeah, it... So bad acting choices. So many bad acting choices. From the grown-ups, I might add. Yeah, the grown-ups are worse than the kids in this show. And not because they're being given crappy material. Not all of them, but... No, 
There's a, there's a this is line. this is just a bad scene because mm-hmm. she's playing it off as like, oh, aren't you a cute teenager? It's like, no, no. that's not how an actual mayor would do this. Mm-hmm. They would listen, they would pay attention to the kid, and then they let him go. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Betty is now with Archie and Veronica at um, Pops. Pops and lays it all out for Archie. Mm-hmm. It's like she hasn't, you know, we looked it up. She all of her social media was set up a year ago. The only Grundy that I could find, the only Geraldine Grundy I could find, was this lady who died seven years ago or something. And the picture of <laughs> Geraldine Grundy, who has, is deceased, is a woman who looks exactly like the cartoon character. Geraldine Grundy and from the comics. Cl- particularly the collar, uh-huh. which is the squiggly collar. It is very distinctive. It reminds me a lot of um, olive oil from Popeye. Little bit. Anyway, little it was style. it was finally a oh good grief thank you guys yeah. for finally pointing out how weird this is. And Betty is just basically saying you don't know anything about her. Exactly. Um, and Archie's just like you know he's a little rattled. And well, he goes like, "How did you find this out?" And Veronica's like, "The dark web secrets." Seriously, it was googling. We found it in an hour. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a simple googling. Too. Yeah. Veronica's not taking this as seriously. She just finds this entertaining. She's, yeah, she's she's a background player on this today. But she's also there with. I mean, she's in with Betty. She's not gonna. She knows. She knows Betty's into this and and doing stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Um. So Archie. I mean, Archie point blank just brings it down to. Okay, look. Whatever you say is fine. But if you're really my friend, you'll let this go. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to deal with it. And Betty says, "Okay, I'll drop it." So, we cut to Archie and Grundy watching a movie together. Mm-hmm. At some point in the side, just went, it's just so bad. It's... The material is not the best between them. No. But she is so bad, it makes it all feel worse. This could have been saved with some better acting. It could have. Some of it. Some of it, yes. I But... And those fucking glasses. The fucking... I'm sorry. I am so mad about those glasses. It's a... It's it's just disgusting. Uh, so, Archie, I mean... And this... Here's one of the things of why this feels so bad. This is a conversation between a 16-year-old and an adult. And the 16-year-old is trying to sound like an adult. And have the, where is this going conversation. One, he doesn't know how to have that conversation because he's never had it before. Yep. And this person... This... This older woman shouldn't he shouldn't be in this situation no and he certainly should not be initiating this conversation that's part of why it's so bad well but here's the thing is he kj appa plays it perfectly yes he does because he plays it as a 16 year old who feels like he has to have this conversation Mm -hmm. because of the pressure that's on him Mm -hmm. but does also have that recognition of i'm 16 i don't know how to do this it, it's a really short scene. Basically, he wants to know where this is going, and he starts. And he wants. Well, he wants. To, he yeah. wants to know about her. Yeah, and she just is like, "I graduated Juilliard, and I didn't make. I mean, I had dreams. This, I didn't want to be a teacher. This and writing like, and this writing is particularly awful here. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, are are we just a dream?" And she goes, "Well, if it is, it's a nice dream." Where does this end, Geraldine? Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, everything about this, mm-hmm. the writing for her character in in this episode is particularly awful. I don't know. 
Meanwhile, Benny and Veronica are outside. They're breaking into her car. <laughs> Betty pulls out a crowbar. Not a crowbar. Okay, I, I don't I know, don't know what it is, but she pulls out that little metal thing that you can use to hook open, jerry-rig a car open. She knows how to break into a car, basically. Yes, because apparently her and her father uh, build cars together. Mm-hmm, yeah. Likely story. I don't buy that for a second. So they break into the car, they get in there, <laughs> and they're looking for something that makes Miss Grundy look bad. And Veronica Veronica brings up this point of, okay, if, if we're about to get involved in a felony, I have to know. Basically, is this about Archie? Is this about you still being in love with Archie? Yeah. And Betty... Betty couches it, because I think it, there's definitely a part of that. Sure. But her reason is, she's got him under some sort of sex spell. <laughs> and I don't buy that she is who she says she is. Fair. So she wants to... She, she, now it's gotten weird, and she wants to protect her friend. Yeah. It's... That's really what it is. Um... So then she she finds this lockbox in the backseat of the car, which again, total bullshit. Well, okay. Nobody would ever do this. <laughs> and just looks at it for two seconds, goes, Bobby Pin. Veronica goes, okay, Miss Guyver. <laughs> and she open she's able to get it open and she, 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 says, she smiles, I learned, eyes over and goes. I learned that from the Nancy Drew detective handbook. <laughs> and Veronica's like, okay, whatever, just get it done. She opens it and she finds a driver's license. From Minnesota. With a picture of Geraldine Grundy, but a different name. It's Jennifer Gibson. And they're like, who's Jennifer Gibson? And, and then he says, that's not it. And she pulls out a gun. There's a gun. OMG, 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 OMG. That's like the worst thing we can have in a teen show, right? She has a gun in her car. Sure. I mean, we're supposed to be in upstate New York, so maybe that's more shocking. But us being in Texas, I'm like... Okay, she has a fucking gun. Like, she could have a gun in her dashboard and no one would give a shit. It just seems, like, absolutely unnecessary. Mm -hmm. It seems like that's the escalation we're going to have, that there was a gun in her car. Nothing. No. I, okay. Archie gets confronted back at his house. He starts walking home and he sees the girls and he just says, Oh, God. <laughs> and so he's like... Have you stopped this witch hunt? And she's like, it's not a witch hunt. And they tell him. And then it was like, you need to tell him. We were in Grundy's car. What? <laughs> it's a good laugh out loud moment. And uh, it's just like, we found a gun. Yeah. And her she... name isn't Geraldine Grundy. Yeah. And they, they she, Betty tries to push him and is like, you know, why didn't you ask, um, ask her? And he just gives her this look and she knows. Oh, it's because you love her. Uh-huh. Yeah, again. You're in love with It's her. like, let's just twist that knife. <sighs> Jughead goes to talk to Fred Andrews. Mm -hmm. Because, oh, and I, we, we didn't say this, but the mayor says that um, Andrews, Andrews Construction got the contract to demo the drive-in. And so um, Fred won that contract. Jughead is coming in, talking to him, and he's like, look, give me a week to figure this out so I can try and, and, and stop the deal. And Fred's like, I got, I got guys out here. This is a good job opportunity. I might be able to hire a lot more people. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And Jughead's, I, I don't remember the comment he exactly makes. He, sometimes the effect of you put one Jones out of work, why not another? Yeah. And so then. And Fred's, and, and Fred just goes, I had to fire your dad because he took stuff from the job site. He was dealing from I had no other choice. And Jughead's like, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. And walks away. 
So, no, there's that tension with the Andrews family. Mm-hmm. Between the Andrews and the Jones family. Yep. Hermione walks into the mayor's office. And she's got a bag. A donation for her re-election campaign. Oh, I roll. Yeah, Mayor, uh, apparently Lodge Industries will get the Twilight Drive-In property. And the mayor emphasizes that no one can know. Um, I helped grease this along, especially the Blossoms. Mm, and um, Hermione says, well, we'll hold up our end of the bargain if you hold up yours. So they're blackmailing the mayor. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. Archie now confronts Grundy. And those glasses are fucking fake. We're in the house in sepia. As soon as he asks her, is your name Jennifer Gibson? She takes off her glasses and puts them on the mantle. Which means like, just adds the whole, this is totally fake. So he's just standing there and it's like, oh, Archie. Mm -hmm. What's wrong, Archie? This is so badly done. And he finally just says, is your name Jennifer Gibson? Yeah, it's, it's. I I wrote it. I was like, this is almost unwatchable. And, and the lines they gave her. So she, she tells this whole story about she had a bad relationship Married to a guy who came home drunk and broke her collarbone. She put in the hospital. He said never do it again. They just did it again. Number one, none of this is believable writing. No. If she was actually abused, Mm -hmm. there would be a lot more hemming and hawing about what happened to her. I feel like. Her response to him asking if her name was Jennifer Gibson would have been sheer panic. Uh Uh-huh. Not, oh, I'm found out. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it would have been panic because. And then, and then number two, she in no way is believable as having been a victim of abuse. This is a slap in the face of people who have had to deal with that. A slap in the face to other shows that have done a better job with this storyline. Oh, uh, that too. Like it's just it's bad. It is not good. It's bad, and and like I say, because of the subject that they're dealing with, not only is it bad, but it's borderline offensive. Because of how badly done and badly represented it is. I, I think that's a stretch too far. I don't know. But Archie forgives her because she's a damsel in distress. Blah, blah, blah. So, Kevin Keller goes to his dad. and they're, th- they're at home and he's walking into his dad's office. And his dad has a whole wall of all the murder stuff with strings and stuff. And Kevin Keller says, nice murder wall, true detective. And his dad kind of stares at him for a second. He's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, because dad clearly doesn't get the rough thing. And he just goes, okay, here's your high point, dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um... This yeah, is a cute scene. This is a really good scene. And and he says, you know, can I take the truck to the drive-in? And he's like, oh, do you have a date? And, and Kevin says, no, I'm just going with Veronica and his dad says, isn't there a nice gay kid at school? And Kevin says, yeah, me. <laughs> so I really, I really like that you would have, you might have assumed, I probably assumed, that his parents wouldn't have known that he was gay. Well, I assume, I, I assume that too based on some of the dialogue that they gave us. And about his dad being upset with him being out with Moose. Oh, yeah. That, that signaled that to me. He wasn't upset, he just had to explain that because that's weird. Well, but... Then then what it boiled down to was his dad didn't care about him being with Moose. His dad cared about him being out in the middle yeah, of the night so without knowing where he was. His dad clearly knows he's gay and has no problem with it, which is yeah. great. He does make a joke, no cruising for guys tonight. 
Well, it's not really a joke. It's a it, joke in the context, it, but he's dead serious. He's like, no cruising for guys at all. And and Kevin Keller's like, oh my god. Yeah, and it's dead. And he's like, I'm dead serious it's about the safety and you know they a have kid, the a, killers. Well, out it's of like the there's loop. a killer on the loose of of Jason Blossom. It's sincere, but it comes off super funny. Yeah, I just went. I just put Sheriff Keller is a little out of touch, but he's all in all cool with the sun. Which is great. And that's awesome. That was nice. Yeah. Because otherwise, if we had to get into the dad's got a problem with the kid being gay storyline. Or, or that he's not out with his dad. I do not want to see that again on TV. We exploited those storylines on Glee for far too long. They've, I don't need to see it anymore. They've done a really good job of making Kevin Keller just a normal guy who happens to be he's, gay. He's incidentally gay. Yeah. Which is great. That's Love perfect. It. Great. The Coopers come to Fred Andrews' door. Yes. And Hal starts out nicely and is just like, we uh, we wanted to talk to you about something. And he's, he's trying to skirt around it. And Alice just forthright comes out and says it. Okay. You, I think my daughter and your son need to stop talking to each other. Um, and Fred says, you know, my, my son's a good kid. And Alice is like, I see him sneaking out at all hours of the night. And Fred just <laughs> looks at her with his cup of coffee and goes, are you spying on us? And Kermit the Frog sips his coffee to her. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, it's he's just he's so unfazed by this, which clearly they've lived next to each other for years. This is not the first time she has said some bullshit <laughs> like this to him. He, he is he's fine with this. It's 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 great. Uh, and so she is so annoyed by this that she says, "Come on, we we told him how how we felt. It's up to him now." And then just walks away. It's great. So, Betty's walking down the street with Archie and is like, "Oh, that's that's rough," because Archie's basically told her everything about Grundy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very short scene, but basically it ends with Betty saying, "Like, you know, is she really what's best for you? Are you what's best for her? Because she is a person who's cutting you off from everyone in your life." And Archie takes that in. He does because she's right. And um, his and his response after a good a good pause, he says, "I'm going to deal with this, but on yeah. my terms." Yeah. So he rec- he gets that Archie moment of like, no, you're right. This like, is, I recognize this, isn't, this isn't great. I mean, she points it out. You're in over your head, Arch. And also a little bit, she's not buying that whole story. Because the one thing she says is after she tells him that, she's like, but then why would she put you in this position? Yeah. That That's what still bothers Betty about it. Yeah, which is also why I, we think it's a total lie. Yeah. Hermione's at home with Smithers. She's going to go to the drive-in with Fred because it's less conspicuous to attend with a friend. All I put here was, you know, Smithers is in on the whole thing. Yeah, Smithers knows what's going on with the lodges. He's yeah. he's he's their dude. Yep. I don't I don't know the Godfather equivalent. Who's who's the 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 guy who's not in the actual family, but he's their friend. What? Oh, conciliary. Yes. Tom Hot. Uh, no. It's Tom. I know it's Tom. Yeah, Tom. He's that guy. Okay. But he's a servant. He's really not. But <laughs> he that vibe. That's the vibe I get. Whatever. Okay. Um. So that's a that's a useless scene that we probably didn't need to talk about because the next scene. <laughs> the next scene is Alice. Alice is putting away clothes in Betty's room, whistling a tune, and then she finds the gun. Now, I'm gonna give her credit here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She, she is straight up crazy, but if you found a gun in your daughter's room, you would totally have every reason to be freaked out. Yes. And so, 
Alice knows Betty has a diary. She knows where that diary is. (laughs) She pulls it out immediately and starts flipping through it. Mm -hmm. And Betty walks up to her door and Alice immediately opens the door before she can knock. Ugh, and she opens the door and, you know, she's like, there's some back and forth. And she goes, oh, yes, I need to talk to you, especially since my daughter has a gun and is hiding a gun in her room. And that's just for starters. (laughs) Come on, let's get in the car. Well, she's, she's like, mom. It's not what it looks like. I can explain. She's like, oh, you will. Now get in the car. Mm-hmm. But the way she says now get in the car, all I could think was, there's a story here. Mm-hmm. That's what Alice is focusing on right this second. Oh, well, she's read her daughter's diary. Mm-hmm. Which, again, you don't keep a physical diary when you have a mother. I get it. Like that. I get Even it. Even I'm not that stupid. <sighs> and anyway. it's drive-in time. So we get to the drive-in and the movie... The Jughead shows was Rebel, Rebel Without a Cause. Cause. And we have the the great scene of James Dean holding his head in his mm-hmm. hands while his parents are arguing, saying, you're tearing me apart. Mm-hmm. Which is so perfect. It's just a perfect scene for this show. Yeah, and Jughead's sad. He's of course. sitting in the projection booth. Sheriff's patrolling the house. You'll have to forgive us. We have a storm here tonight. It's kind of perfect for the whole mood, though. It is. The sheriff is driving around the, the lot. And we see Kevin Keller and Veronica and in, in the back, back of the, of the truck. truck. The South Southside Serpents are raising a ruckus, mm-hmm. and Cheryl walks up, and is just like, she's like, "Move over, outcasts." <laughs> she's, so she's gonna and sit she comes and sits with, with and and Kevin Keller and Veronica both look at each other like, well, not just not just uck, but like, huh? Why is Cheryl coming Why does over she here? Hang out with us? But she does. It's interesting. Like Cheryl, Cheryl will insult them and do with this, but then Cheryl feels connected to them. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's an yeah. interesting dynamic they've got. But she... she it's, I, you know, it's... it's Cheryl can... Cheryl's herself around them. And they call her on her shit. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and they also happen to know a whole lot more about Jason than anybody else. At this point, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Fred and Hermione in the truck talking about old times... Candyman. They went and saw Candyman. I was like, oh god, such a 90s reference. Maybe. Um, and uh, we get a reference that they did kiss, and it was Aww. the briefest of flings. And then Hermione gets a text message, and she says, oh, well, let me go get a refill. Fred offers to go with her. She goes, no, I'm going to go powder my nose. So she heads out. And he's just like sitting there pensive, and then all of a sudden we hear, bum, bum, bum. Alice bangs on the window. Sorry to interrupt your adultery, Fred, but you need to come. It's about the kids. Which is hilarious. Fred's just like, what? Which also, okay, so Hermione. Sorry. It's just going to keep happening. Her. Miney. No, well, I know, but say her. Her. My, as in My. possessive. Knee, as in. As in your, Let it go. Your, your body. Let it go. There you go. It's not going to happen. You're a Harry Potter fan. You need I, to learn I, how to say this name. I, I don't need to. Hermione. Shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, so what are you saying about her? So she's, yes, yeah, she's married. Her husband's in jail. So yeah, technically she would be committing adultery. Fred is a pair, well, they're separated. That could also mean that they're divorced. I think they're separated. I don't think they're actually divorced. Here's the thing. I don't care. That's, well, and I only, I only say that 
we can probably rely on Alice as a good arbiter of knowledge about the town because she's snooping into everybody's shit. That's fair. So I would say that he probably would be committing adultery. (laughs) Then we cut to the uh, serpents. They're making a lot of noise. Kevin yells at them. Well, he looks around and and goes... he, He yells at them and looks around and he makes some eyes with this one guy. And then they keep making noise, and Veronica stands up to yell at them, and everyone cheers her because the Southside Serpent's finally. What she says, what does she say? She says, if you want to, if you want, has like, do you know what happens to a snake with a Louis Vuitton heel steps on it? If you don't shut up, you're going to find out. Something like that. <laughs> and every, everybody honks their horns from the Riverdale side. And that actually shuts down the serpents. Mm-hmm. Um, they all, because some of them start to walk away. Um... So, uh, Cheryl's noshing on Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. Kind of fun. I don't know why. It's just cute. And then they were like, um... They, they forced Kevin to go get more popcorn. Well, f- Veronica, Veronica hands the popcorn bucket. Uh, anyway. Kevin Keller gotta go get a refill. And as he's getting out and Veronica's uh, scooting over, she sees her mom walking off behind, I guess, the concession stand with the biker guy she was talking to before. Yep. Kevin's going to get popcorn. And so he hands over cherry coke and a popcorn. He looks over, sees a couple making out. He's like, and uh, some candy. And a hot dog. Who am I trying to impress? <laughs> he looks at, yeah, he keeps looking back and just keeps getting more and more depressed to get more things. And the guy looks, the guy looks at him and goes, we're out of dogs, man. And he's like, that figures. <laughs> and he turns around and he runs into the serpent he was making eyes at. And the serpent says to him, not so tough without your beard, huh? And Kevin's like, and we cut. We don't know what happened. Kevin Keller is a a nice boy. He's the nice gay kid. So anyway, Hermione is talking to the serpent. Who is, if you couldn't figure out in the first scene with him, it is Skeet Ulrich. (laughs) Of Scream. So, so many 90s people. That is what made him famous. So much 90s. He has aged very well. Um, I did not think he was attractive back then at all in any way. I thought he was weird looking. Now he's kind of hot. So, ooh, creepy. Um, so we get some some information here that the serpents are like, you didn't get us all the money. And Hermione's like, I got you what I was told to get. And, and he's just like, we're going to need to go talk to your husband in jail. And she says, with him in prison, you'll be talking with me. I'm the contact while he's in jail. Mm-hmm. And he starts to look a little menacing and then goes, I'll get in touch. We'll be in touch. Mm-hmm. And walks away. And Veronica snuck over and sees all of She's this. She's seen what's happening. So, Archie goes to Grundy. Mm-hmm. And he's bought her a present. He's he pawned one of his guitars to buy her a bow for her cello. And she puts it down. She's like, you shouldn't. She, she You shouldn't. Puts her hand on his chest and then pulls it away and says, thank me. And, and there's just a lot of stupid back and forth. And essentially, <clears throat> Archie says, this is a see you around the halls. So he's ending it. Yes. He's. He's, he's think, taking Betty's advice. He's taking Betty's advice. He's he's being smart and being like, let's end this. He's trying to end it on a nice note. He he and does she, have, and she's accepting that, and they're, they're about to embrace. And, and Alice, Alice barges in the door with Fred and Betty. So we get a showdown. A lot of yelling. She calls to Grundy, Mrs. Robinson. I was wondering how long it'd take to make that joke. Yeah, yeah. 
had to happen. Um, and oh, we have this gut wrenching cut to Betty, where you can see the whole time while her mom is she feels bringing awful. all this up, she she's mouths, crying. I'm sorry. And she looks at him. She looks at Archie with with sad eyes, and she's like, "I'm sorry." Yeah. Because she never meant for this to go down this way. And then we cut to <laughs> some feet that appear to be scuffling. And, and we're we and we're afraid. It's like because we know one of them's Kevin Keller. We can see the pants. We're like, oh no, oh no, he's he's getting beat up. And then oh, oh no, he's not getting beat up. Nope, Kevin Keller and the serpent are making out really hardcore. <laughs> it's adorable. And they and and Kevin breaks away and is like, okay, I I have to go back now. I really have to go back. Give me your phone. He puts this number in, and the well, because the serpent first goes, "I'm Joaquin." No, he doesn't say it then. Okay. He puts he puts his number in the phone, uh-huh. and he's like Keller, as in Sheriff Keller. He goes, "Yeah, is that a problem?" And Joaquin, uh, we know his name's Joaquin now, but uh, he pulls up his sleeve, and there's an there's an S shaped snake, which is so freaking Harry Potter. Come, <laughs> come on. <laughs> That they could have tried harder. He was like, is this a problem? Is this a problem? And Kevin says, I won't tell if you won't. And Joaquin kisses him. And then when they break apart, he goes, I'm Joaquin, by the way. (laughs) That's what he tells us. That's adorable. I love it. This is going to be fun. Kevin's going to be with a bad boy. It's so great. (laughs) Who's definitely in the closet. That guy is definitely in the closet. Yeah. So now... Now we're in the scene, and whew. We're back at school. We're having this argument. Alice is going to bring the wheels of justice to bear down. Mm-hmm. And, of course, inform our neighbors. So, I mean, it's it's hard to go through this with trying to recite everything, but it's Archie, Archie tries to stand up for Grundy and blames himself. Mm-hmm. Betty is going to refuse to give up the information, and when her mom is trying to put you know basically put grundy on trial betty just interjects um i'll she basically says that i'll tell everybody that was a lie i I will tell them that i broke into her car which i I did which and i robbed her and then i made it all up and everyone will think that i finally snapped because that's like mother like daughter this whole crazy runs in this family Mm -hmm. and alice says you wouldn't dare and she looks so heartbroken there is no way that woman has not been hospitalized or does not have a clear mental illness we know she's crazy but like legitimately crazy well and not only that but i think more to the point here is Mm -hmm. this is something that polly would have done i don't know about that um but clear or or that that crazy stuff with polly is Here's just gut-wrenching but he doesn't know what happened with polly no she does she has no idea what happened at all and she know clearly the parents are trying to sweep this under the rug and act like it's no big deal with everyone else and so betty's betty's twisting the knife where it hurts i mean fred fred's defending archie the whole time and you know grundy Fine. Ar- Archie's like, I'll take the fall. Like, this is on me. This is not on her. You shouldn't punish her. Ar- and Grundy right. says, I'll quit. I'll quit. And Alice said, Betty's like, that should be fine, right? Alice goes, she has to leave town. Mm-hmm. And so Grundy leaves, and she's holding the bow really creepy-like with that Archie gave her. And Archie tears away. And so this is, I have to say this because it just pisses me off. The fact of what these parents did, mm-hmm. no parent in their right mind would have ever done this. They wouldn't just sweep it under the fucking rug. That's not true. 
This is one of those situations where no one is actually hurt. Like, there is emotionally hurt. What happened was wrong. But this is one of those situations where, as a parent, your kid can get off scot-free. Nobody's pregnant. You know, no, nobody, nobody else has found out. This is one of those things where my kid did something stupid, but the adult is a bigger problem. And, I want my, and the thing is, if I go after this adult, my kid is the one who gets caught in it. So that is, the, that is where I can understand. I can get over that person not being in jail because my kid's going to be okay. And my kid gets to walk away from this situation. When you go after the adult, the kid doesn't get to walk away. So I understand. Yeah. It's not right, but I can sympathize with the, okay, we can walk, we can, there's a, there's a way in which we can walk away. I get I, that. I think my bigger problem is that this is how, this is often how abuse gets perpetuated on and on. Absolutely. And that's really the biggest it's absolutely wrong, but I understand. I my my line, and, and I get this because I was like, I know this is television. I know this is how this goes down, and it's not a real world. Okay, like this is this is. Yes. It would be far more complex if it went down in the real world. But I still went. This is just awful. This is not how this should happen, in any form or fashion. No, no, I agree. And I agree with that, but I understand. The, the, the impulse to the impulse to be like I have my kid has an opportunity to walk away from this yeah because this is this is life shattering that's fair um, I just it but it bothers me especially in light of what what goes down with adults in other situations no, I, and I how they it. try to sweep it away I get it. anyway but Grady um, has agreed to leave and, and Archie say goodbye and a tearful goodbye with her fake glasses fake glasses uh, I, I don't know. So Kevin Keller shows up with his dad at their Back house, at and his dad goes, "Hey, how was the movie?" And Kevin Keller's quite the twist ending, <laughs> which is great. And they they get to their back door, and it's been busted open. Sheriff Keller pulls his gun, and they walk through the house, and it's been ransacked. Yep. Particularly his office with all of his murder wall. Yep. Everything's gone. Everything's gone. Everything's destroyed. And they're both just like what. They don't know. And also, Swing Sister is like, who do you call? I'm the sheriff. So, we're back at the lodge, the lodges, and Veronica is staring down Hermione. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I saw you again. I want details. And it was specifics. like, well, first she said, I mean, Hermione says it was, it was unfinished business with your father. And mm -hmm. Veronica's like, that's not good enough. So, Hermione gives her everything and just says, the serpents were hired to bring down the property value of the drive-in by showing up there. And then once the property got low enough, your dad was going to buy it and put it in an LLC so nobody would see. Mm -hmm. And it was a buy-off. And what you saw was me paying them for a job well done. Yeah. They, they, they were paying off the serpents for doing their job. So yeah, her father is a legit crook. And Veronica's just like, it's wrong. It's just, I mean, she, she wanted to believe her dad was... Maybe not the greatest guy in the world, but not a crook. Yeah. And no, she knows just, that's not true. And her mom is. Her, her mom mom's is in on it. Her mom is completely complicit in this. And so, you know, her mom just looks at it and goes, "Is it wrong?" She's like, "How did you feel when we were living at when we were living at a penthouse in the Dakota? When we were, when you had a personal shopper at Barney's? When we had dinner every night at Jean Georges? Your Hermes." She's like, this is what we have to do. This is what we did to live our life. And Veronica, to her credit, says, Mom, those are just things. 
and her mom goes that's, that's our life, life veronica which or ronnie yeah yeah she calls him ronnie and i i don't think that hermione is necessarily trying to to i don't know i don't think she's trying to actually say this is our life but i think what she's saying is the only way you ever got that was because we did these things mm -hmm. this is how we this is how you have to do things to make the kind of money and do the kind of deals we do and live the life we live yep and if you want to keep and if you don't want to live that life you have to make that decision for yourself mm -hmm. like i give i give some credit to hermione there i don't think she's trying to parent her child in the wrong way it's just she's living this life for her that's the, the and she's being completely honest it's just a matter of fact for her yeah we have this pretty heartbreaking scene with Fred and Archie. Uh, this isn't heartbreaking for me, but it's really sweet and it's well done. Um, our, they've, they've, they've gotten home and Fred opens the door so Archie get out and he says, you are not any of the things that you said you were. You're not stupid. You're not selfish. And this wasn't, your, wasn't fault. your fault. And Archie is crying. Archie gets out. He's crying and he hugs his dad. Yeah. Sweet. And that's it. Which is just like seems like the polar opposite to the next scene, which is Betty and her mom. And Alice is telling her, you know, Polly kept so, so many secrets from us, and I won't have that. I, I, I Polly kept so many secrets. I won't have any more secrets. And I, I just put, like, this is where Alice gets real. This is finally where Alice breaks apart from all of the, the pressure she, stuff and it, and explains exactly why she's upset. Because you no, can... No, she doesn't. She's just trying to control Betty. It's hmm. all with this. She's being real, but it's all about control. Yeah. That's all it is. She does not care what Betty wants. She doesn't care. She only wants to control her. Well, we'll get through the scene, and, and I I think she recognizes that in a moment. Oh, absolutely. Which is, means, which, you know, separating all the story stuff aside means great acting from both of these two actresses. Yes, very much so. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's like, I won't have secrets, not if I'm going to keep you safe. And Betty, oh, this is such a good line. Mm -hmm. What's my name, Mom? Say it. Say my name. And her mom goes... Elizabeth Cooper. That's right. I am Elizabeth. I am not Polly. And Archie is not Jason. Stop using them as an excuse to control my life. Mm -hmm. And her mom says nothing. Mm -hmm. But you can see it in her face. She's like, my daughter's right. Um, I don't know if it's... It's from a distance, but it's, just it's, the, the... It's more defeated than She's about to break out sobbing. When she had to say Betty Cooper, she is like broken. Mm -hmm. It's bad, and it and and it it means that it cut to her. Whether or not she changes because of that, who yeah, knows? But likely. but it does it does show that real side of her, and that I while there is control, I can legitimately believe too that whatever happened with Polly, there's an element of that control as part of protection. Oh, that's fair. No, I get um, that. I just, I mean, I just went, regardless, this is a great scene. Mm -hmm. um, Betty's got a new diary. It's black. Mm. She's dark Betty. <laughs> Her other one was pink. Yeah. It's a very distinct choice. Um, but before she starts writing in it, she texts Archie. Mm -hmm. She, she looks out the window sorry. and she texts him and just says, I'm sorry. And Archie looks for a second and he looks down and he texts. He's like, it's okay, you were trying to help. So they're cool now. And they looked and they're like... And they kind of smirk a little bit, and then they walk away. And Betty starts narrating from her diary. Mm -hmm. It's just like, love makes you do crazy things, and maybe some of what I did was wrong, but maybe some of what I did was right, and maybe Grundy was not good. And then 
Because Brandy has packed up her her VW Bug, and she's wearing those fucking Lolita sunglasses. And she's looking down at two high school boys walking down the sidewalk. Yeah, it's just, just like that woman has done this before. Which is also, I yeah, I get it's it sucks. I don't care. So so. I, let me, I'm let me glad put, she's leaving. I hope she doesn't come back. I don't think that's going to work out that way. <laughs> I I have a feeling she's going to be back in the story. I don't care. <sighs> but we'll probably get at least an episode break from it. Yeah. Um, so we get to the last scene and Jughead's at the drive-in. And he watches the projector roll out. And he starts packing up his stuff. He pulls out a picture and we see him and Jellybean as kids. Mm-hmm. And as he walks out the door... We see a cot. And a coffee, a hot plate. And, and a pillow. pillow. And we're like, and so this is his actual home. This is where he's living. So when he said it was like my home. He meant it was his home. It was his home. Yeah. Which is, ugh. And so he walks out and he. He's he, spray painting graffiti on the on the projection booth. Says Jughead Jones was here. With a little with crown. A crown. Which is great. And that serpent that we saw, Skeet Ulrich, walks mm-hmm. up to Jughead. He's like, you know, the whole thing's gonna get raised when they tear it all down. And Jughead goes, well, maybe they'll save, maybe they'll keep it together. Maybe they'll save the pieces, mm. and then they'll reconstruct it in a hundred years to preserve for history. And the the serpent just goes, so uh, where are you gonna live now, Jug? And Jughead goes, I'll figure it out, Dad. Mm-hmm. I always do. Well, and he walks away as other serpents are driving in on their bikes. And it's just, I'm sorry, but this, like, broke my heart. Oh. It was so sad. Jughead don't have a house. He doesn't have a home. Like. Well, I mean, his dad's a Southside Serpent. He can't be involved in that. Well, his dad's a Southside Serpent, so there's that. We don't know where his mom is. We don't know where his sister is. Hmm? So, there's clearly that nonsense. Jughead himself is not a serpent. So, there's that strife. His best friend's dad fired him, so it's just like Jughead lost his home. That's how much? You, how much do you want to bet Jughead Jones is about to go live with the Andrews? Oh, it's totally happening. <laughs> That's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. But uh, intrigue because we've got the we've got his dad's dealing dad's with the crook. lodges and dealing which with we kind of knew stuff. anyways, but um. We have some really awesome people playing parents, though. We have to give them credit. Some really great casting. Right, Skeet Ulrich, Mitch and Amy, Luke, Luke Perry. Perry, who's our dad. I love Luke Perry. Um, it's it's good stuff. Like this is this is the best so far, and this, this is a this, this is a good hook you in episode as, for sure. Aside from the Archie Grundy scenes, which we hate, which, which God help us if they try to resurrect that storyline. Mm-hmm. That 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 whole storyline drags the whole show down. It really does. Those are the worst scenes in the whole show. And and because it's also, at the end of the day, completely unnecessary. The way we end it in this episode is like, I mean, it, it serves literally the only purpose it serves is Archie was at the river that day. That's Here, it. Here's the thing. I'm fine with him having an attraction to his teacher. That's totally fine. It could be a flirtation. It could be inappropriate, but it doesn't have to be a full-on illicit affair. And I mean, I'm fine with Grundy being a hot chick. That's funny. To me, what's so and and here's why I say why I get into like it feels offensive to me is if you're gonna do that storyline, 
you have to do it one of two ways. Either it is the flirtation thing where there's tension, but it's never acted upon, mm -hmm. or you go all the way and have to deal with all the consequences from it. Yeah. You can't just play up this romance without mm -hmm. digging into those issues. Mm -hmm. Because by doing that, you're, you're suggesting that there's no problem with it other than the parents might get mad. And that's, there's so much deeper psychological stuff to dig into with that story. Yeah, it's... It's like, if you're gonna do that story, you've got to do it justice. It, and they didn't. It's not done well. So, I, you know, we end it there. I, I swear, I hope they end that. I hope, I hope... And if they bring her back up, it's as a suspect in the murder, not yeah, in... Yeah, I hope it's... The, char the character can be referenced, the character can come back, but I hope they don't revive this issue. Yes. It, it needs to be dead. Yeah. Like, the next episode, he's allowed to be complaining and sad and blah, blah, blah. Well, he's going to be mopey. He's probably going to write fine. a song about it. I hope they replace Miss Grundy with a with a, a less attractive man as the music teacher. <laughs> like, that'd be great. Um, but, yeah, we don't need we don't need to keep going with this uh, one. This is weird. Well, that's it this time. This is a long one, guys. Yep. But a good one. No no new hashtags from Cheryl. No. No. So we'll just leave it at hashtag Riverdale Strong. See you next time, guys. That's it for this episode. Please take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.